First Amendment, who needs it? From the Connell generation to college students, it's the Jesus Years, Millennial Edition. And if that's too serious for you, let's cat dick red Russian roulette starter kits and play another round of Is It Snopes in web droppings. And Leonardo DiCaprio gets raped by a bear. Jeremiah Johnson. Hey, lady with the five kids and one more on the way. It's a vagina, not a gumball machine. That's our weekly hashtag lost wisdom coming from at Geekyrella on Twitter, your geek girl. Thank you for that. And for anyone else who'd like their submission thrown into the beginning of our show, please hit us up on Mondays and hashtag lost wisdom. And you can be the opening bit of wisdom for the show. And I don't know if that was specific to someone, but I agree entirely. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing so. And, and I will say, uh, as one of, uh, of, of six kids, um, I actually told my mom that same thing just the other week, and she totally agreed. She's like, yeah, I kind of wish I you know, closed up my badge. Uh, I was like the second kid she had. She had five kids in all, uh, and I'm one of six because my my dad had a kid too. And blah blah. Um, I was wondering how that math worked. I was like, wait, are you just not he counting kid, Crystal? But, uh, yeah. So so uh, they could have stopped me, and well, you know whatever that that would have been cool. Um, and uh, hey, so I, had, I thought about this. Uh, hey, gumball machines. You know those things are crazy. Just young, dumb, and full of gum. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like you know, the, like a like a slut is uh, a quote unquote. I'm making air quotes, uh, which maybe even Scott can't see because we're recording remotely. But you can see. Oh, me, I, I, I saw like the hint of a knuckle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's realized... gonna be the name of my next whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna start hint brewing some hint knuckle. of a knuckle. <laughs> yeah. Let me see if I can get this. Uh, uh, man, 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 man. There we go. There we go. I got one, All right, one uh, anyway, just bunny ears at this point. All right. Now, well, before welcome. we get too serious here, we should probably do our ad roll for the beginning of the show. Uh, we've teamed up with Hero Crate. Uh, if you use our promo code Lost at Home at check in, you get 5% off of your next order. And if you're quick about it, I think if you're hearing this on its air date on Wednesday, you have six days left for the December crate where you can pick either a hero or villain crate and you get to pick the light or dark side for the new movie uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens. Uh, never heard uh, you of get it. A s- <laughs> never heard of it. I mean, <laughs> is anyone even going to go see this uh, thing? I think I use that one like every time you say it, but it's fucking funnier every time. Yeah, but Hero Crate and Villain Crate are two sides of the same coin at the same company, and this month they paired them so you can either be a Jedi or a Sith, and you'll get a box that's uh, themed that way. Cool. You can sign up for it either a month, six months, or a year, and you get 5% off whatever subscription you choose on us, and it gives the show a little bit of a kickback to help us buy things like, you know, external hard drives and web storage and... uh, I don't know things. Yeah, I've actually filled up our uh, uh, podcast hard drive with pornography, so I need another hard drive. 
you know, so also add to uh, that list of things I can buy. Uh, technically, pornography storage. Yeah, so buy us a hard drive that won't have hard. porn on it. <laughs> That's a hard drive if I've ever heard one. Because <laughs> hard uh, is a, like a boner. <laughs> Get it a boner. Scott, I'm talking about a boner. I but, know you are. We're, we're we're a distance away, but I can almost see your uh, your your pup tent yeah, in your that's, uh, sweatpants. That's not the hint of a knuckle this time. That's the smooth, <laughs> smooth taste of Jeremiah's boner. His whiskey. Yeah. Are you keeping track of show titles? Because I think hint of a boner is, <laughs> <laughs> or hint of a knuckle. Hint of a knuckle is a good one. Uh, I am yeah. not actually. Uh, I I do I can I can do that though. It's, it's probably a pretty good thing to to do that. Um, Hint of a knuckle is a pretty good one. All right, I'll open something up so I can keep track too. All right. Now, for everyone else who's been listening, uh, you're already aware in December that we've decided to theme our month for Jesus. Uh, Jesus is uh, some people's Lord and Savior. If you're unfamiliar with them, there are a variety of country songs that you can use as reference material. And I believe there's a book um, I often find in the fiction section of the local Barnes and Nobles. Local uh, because Barnes I, and because Nobles. Because I put it there. <laughs> Boy, local Barnes and Nobles, uh, that takes more faith to think that there's one of those around than it does to believe in Jesus. <laughs> oh. Barnes and Nobles don't really exist for the most part. Those things might as well be bulldozed if they haven't been already. Um, yes. Bookstores. You know, you know somebody I don't think is going to understand bookstores, man. Millennials, young kids, they don't know what books are. They know, oh, e- they yeah. know e-books, they read, but you know, they exactly. don't know what book books are. Well, actually, I love, I love that we've managed to incorporate all these themes into our opening here because we are going to be talking about both books and millennials. We are going to be covering phase two of Jesus, the Jesus years, which are the years no one talked about because Jesus was a teenager. And I would have guessed that he did a lot of shitty stuff. Just like and that's teenagers? why we don't talk about those years. Like no one wants to talk about the year he drunkenly stole a carriage and drove it into a wall. Yeah. Or like that. You know. And then said his dad would get him out of the ticket. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He did. God, he did. God damn and, got, it. and got him out of the books. Like he got him erased. Oh, oh yeah. That's it. Like the, all those years were just gone from the book. The book. Oh, they're really bad. Like he probably like drank behind the local. What did they have back then? Like. Houses that held food and houses that held wine. Yeah, well, remember he uh, he he used to uh, uh, turn water into date rape. <laughs> that was what it was. One no, of no, his that miracles. was Cosby. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, that's right. Uh, that is one of the many miracles of Cosby. The, the the Cosby miracles. And as you go through this month, look for Cosby miracles. We we might even put a bingo chart up online for you guys to play Cosby bingo for the month of December. Ooh, we could retrospectively do that and make people listen to our first episode twice to find all the Cosby references. Oh, wow. Because okay, yeah. there were a bunch last week. Yep, yep. I think all right. yeah, we've had a few. So the idea behind the Jesus years is I want to talk personally about uh, the millennials. Uh, they're teens to people into their late 20s at this point. It's a, it's a full generation, which yeah. usually spans about 13 years. Yeah, and I think technically we just... Uh, we just miss it by like a year or two. Technically, I think it's into like thirty-two or thirty-three or whatever. You now. and I are Gen Y. Yeah, yeah. We I, I, as much as I wanted to be Gen X when I was younger. Yeah, because it was honestly the cooler of the two X and Y generations. X was way better. Yeah, yeah. Come on, man. X Men, Xbox, 
X-rated films. Just what? the word Generation X became a comic series. Yeah, that's true. Uh, by uh, by a very awesome uh, comic book artist. Um, Depends on which one you're thinking of, because there was Gen 13 and Generation X, no, and they were both drawn by really awesome comic yeah, artists. Yeah, but Generation X, I mean, uh, J. Scott Campbell, fine, but... Uh, it, that, that was, was Gen that was, 13. Yeah, I know, that was, that was like uh, Gen 13, uh, Jim Lee type stuff. I'm talking Chris Pichallo, uh, my, one of my favorite artists of all time, so... Yep, same. Are you reading anything he's doing currently through uh, uh, Doctor Strange? No, I'm not. Uh, I'm he, not he is anything. he is currently drawing the reboot of Doctor Strange. Okay, I, I think it's a, it pisses me off about him to get off on a little bit of an artist and comic tangent, but it's not really. Oh much please, Bachalo is like I, when I meet him, I will literally cry and come at the same time yeah. in front of him. Which I mean, it happens every time I come anyway. I just ball, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, those are the psychological issues that we've got to touch on at some other point. No, but uh, I he was he, he I look back on his early stuff and it's so fucking good. I mean, you know, death, uh, and then and then even later, uh, well, he did God, some, those uh, Sandman books. stuff, right? And then he uh, later when he did. Um, uh, Generation X, of course, was so awesome. And then I looked at, and I fell off the map with comics for a while. And then I look at the stuff he is doing today, and it is better than what he did before. And I don't know how he got better because he was so fucking good. Because I he just, learned you know, how you to think somebody just, in... yeah. Do you think they're it... like at the level, like a threshold? But well, that's no. why I want to read Doctor Strange currently because not only is Marvel doing an incredible thing with incorporating the uh, the cinematic universe into the comic universe with varying degrees of like this happened so it's important enough where it should be put in the books and vice versa, but Doctor Strange getting rebooted directly before the uh, Cumberbatch uh, you know iteration of it on film right is probably going to be important and not only is Bachalo famous for doing such my new artwork where you can see like a little snail little shell yeah. little thing with like a description on it buried in the corner of his artwork that you would need a microscope to look at and he used to but put out Doctor a book a month i don't i don't get how he i that. know no he's a machine and with dr strange he's doing something in the arts of mysticism and magic and when you look at some of the panels he's already done for the first issue there are scenes of like Doctor Strange's workshop where you just can stare at each panel for ten minutes and not see it all. Well, and he's one of those that definitely like I give a pass for being like really busy with the artwork because like musicians and artists a lot of times just like nah you got to be like not so busy, not pack so much in there, you know that kind of thing, uh, simplistic whatever. But uh, it's it, he just does such an amazing job at it that I look forward to looking. I remember there was like a pile of garbage, or you know, that somebody's standing on, and he drew every piece of garbage, like a a ripped teddy bear in the corner that probably came from his childhood as a reference or something like that. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. By the way, I just got a note from the uh, the editorial department. Um, Generation Y is considered to be more millennial than not. Okay. Well, maybe it's, maybe, it maybe like that's why we both. Maybe that's why we both feel we're more Generation X because we are. We're we're like so early Generation uh, Y that we're Generation X and it bleeds over because technically the millennials I think is is goes up to about a year after I was born uh, is about. When okay, so Generation Y is indeed pre millennial because it ends around the early two thousands and technically be a millennial millennial you would have to have been born in the late nineties. Well, no, I, I, I thought that was when uh, I, I thought they were talking about that being uh, like mid 80s to like through because uh, millennials are more like 
I think like your generation is when you're coming of age. I can't. Yeah, I think it's so like up in the air. But I remember when I was reading about it, it was it was kind of like uh, uh, so it, it pretty much we missed the mark of being a millennial, which I'm actually happy with. Uh, oh my god, but, I am so happy with that too. Yes, because honestly, I mean, and I I know a lot. I mean, millennials are the future, all that, but they're they can be you know, uh, well we'll we'll hear there are some of them, some very particular ones. That can be very obnoxious. Yep, and uh, we'll start this discussion on uh, the Jesus years of millennials by starting with a trigger warning. And if you feel like at any point this trigger warning will affect you, you probably should get into your safe space and not listen any further. Or to anything ever, because, you know Or to anything ever. You know, because here's the thing. Uh, We've talked about it before. And uh, I stand by it 100%, not as some, like, old curmudgeon, but as some actual progressive thinker, I think. And the thing that actually irritates me is that a lot of what we'll be talking about comes out of the lefty side. The people who have gone so far left, they think that they're apparently entitled to coddling, you know? This is literally liberal extremism at their worst. And it's kind of why, like, as in my younger years, I always labeled myself as a liberal and then as I learned more about politics, I realized that the two-party system is kind of a joke in the U.S. and stop labeling myself at all. But this makes it even worse. It's like, wow, even if you thought you were a liberal thinker, you're not as liberal as these people. Well, and the thing is, though, I, I believe I truly, like, I truly am, I mean, liberal in, uh, I'm extremely socially liberal, which is where I, I think, like, my liberal views exist, and uh, I'm also extremely progressive, and I side 100% with about everything bernie sanders said and he's a crazy crazy leftist but the the pc thing is actually he's an old he's an old school leftist though yeah yeah but that that, well that's where the democratic socialist comes into place the the it's the the lefties that think they're lefties and liberals but really they are so much closer to conservatives in the way they're trying to shut down uh free thinking and it's like just because something makes you uncomfortable does not mean you have a right to shut down a conversation about it. It means you can retreat into your safe space, which should be your house, or go to your parents' house, live in their fucking basement, and have <laughs> them feed you fucking uh, uh, chicken noodle soup all day. Because apparently that's what you think the world owes you, and you're not allowed to be offended by anything. And that freedom of speech is actually less important than you getting a boo-boo in your soul. Oh, we're, we're going to get into that because that's very important. But let's start with the first story here. Um, trigger warnings on colleges and the swaddled generation. Now, I've heard a lot of different words for millennials. I've heard the strawberry generation because they're easily bruised. Yeah. Uh, I've now heard the, the swaddled generation because they've been swaddled their whole lives yep. and have been kept away from any harm. Coddled. Um, I, I, I use coddled a lot. Uh, I think that I think as a generation, you should be embarrassed to have as the two most known terms to describe you as trigger warning and safe, safe place, safe zone. Yeah. Like, is this really what your mark on the world is going to be like Generation X? Sure. We had grunge and plaid. They're not exactly the most uh, awe-inspiring generational, you know, yeah, but we also had culturally team- teen angst in some sense of rebellion it seems like the sense of rebellion and again now and the problem is is as you get older and you're a generation above the second you speak out uh, against the generation below you it, it means that you're, you're just a curmudgeon stop well, being old jer why but, so old but the fact is uh i i don't <laughs> think that about like the uh the the generation that was below me um and no, like if, i, I had a lot of respect for a lot of those generations let's say we pretend we're x because we're on the cusp of it. Yeah, we can call ourselves whatever we want. 
and we look down on why. What do we have to look down on why for? Some bad voting choices for Bush? Uh, I kind of feel sorry for why, if nothing else, because they're the generation that was old enough to take the brunt of 9-11. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, and, and like, honestly, like, like in all respects, like a downturn in the economy, a uh, a surge of war, like Generation Y suffered the most after those beautiful Clinton years were kind of everything was hunky dory. Yeah, I mean, well, for America, yeah, I mean, there was, a, you know, some genocide and stuff, but, you know, for, for as far as Americans. For concerned, America. Yeah, yeah. But as far as Americans are concerned, which is what we're talking about, our, our American generation, uh, well, millennials, because that's really generally what we're talking about are people uh, uh, well, it, our culture. So here, um, yeah. let, let's direct our outrage. We're doing the Jesus years. Let's direct it absolutely where it's supposed to go. Uh, the Washington Post recently had a, a kind of amazing article by Kathleen Parker. Uh, the Washington Post went to talk about how trigger warnings and safe zones are now a thing and how liberalism is getting a little out of control, almost edging on the same level of extremism the Republicans have with, you know, we need to build a wall and we need to deport people and all these issues currently with the Syrian refugees. Uh, what's happening, and this has been reported by the Washington Post, is that at some colleges, when lectures are happening, they are giving alternatives to lecture halls by actually labeling entire rooms as safe zones where you can go and talk about how it's not right that they're talking about something you are going to be triggered by. Which, again, uh, absolutely stand behind the freedom of speech to for people to be upset about this. But the, Absolutely. But the and conversation actually, needs to be had, which means that other conversation and that other lecture that fucking pisses you off also needs to be had. You also can't shut down conversation on college campuses, which is supposed to be the bastion of progressive thinking and actually teaching. Oh, we'll get into that on our fourth story here, okay. yes. <laughs> I like, I'm just like jumping all like, I'm just angry about it all. Let's talk. Oh, no, no. You you have every right to be angry about this. And I've actually outlined this in a three-part, four-part thing where it all makes sense uh, with stratospheres. Um, so the idea of being able to go into your own safe space on a college campus where they have a room labeled safe space for discussion on blah, blah, blah. It's, it's almost it's oh almost God, like setting up a, a an Internet chat forum where it's like y'all can get together here and have it out about what's happening. But what you're doing is microcosming it. If you really had something intelligent to say about the actual discussion would going you go on, to the discussion? you would go to the discussion, say it, and you would be proud to have your words heard by an entire auditorium and the speaker because your point would have a level of validity that would make them all go, huh, well, that's, and listen. That's the difference the, between, that's why you can't call it a discussion because the difference between a discussion and just talking is actually engaging in a sensible argument and having a back and forth discussion. A discussion, I feel, actually requires two parties to be involved. And when you're just one hive creature party of the same angry mob about things and all you're doing is engaging each other and poking each other, be like, aren't we mad about this? Yeah, just stoking the fires. That's not a yep. discussion. That's one hive creature it, having getting pissed about something. It, it's it's the opposite of the internet culture. It's like we, we, we've now evolved from the chat room to a literal chat room. Yeah. Yeah, where... It's like... You might as well not label it safe space, but like troll zone. 
liberal <laughs> troll zone, Republican troll zone, you know? I want to go in there undercover, like, as the as the 19-year-old that clearly is, like, almost 40. <laughs> with, with, like, with the 5 o'clock shadow. Yeah, with the 5 o'clock shadow, <laughs> but, like, with, like, a, but and I, I don't know what a college kid looks like for, like, 20 years, so I'm dressed as, like, a 90s college kid or whatever. <laughs> yes, be like, lots of zippers yeah, and like Jankos. <laughs> lot, lots of zippers, yeah, chain wallet and, the, like, a skateboard under my arm. Hey, 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 I wear a chain wallet. Yeah, yeah, well, well, I mean, come on, 90s. I'm also not trying to pretend I'm, you know, 19. Would you if you were pretending you were 19? No, you would not. No, I'm just, ho- I'm just horrible with my my personal belongings i would chain my <laughs> phone to me if i could <laughs> i'm gonna see your phone with like a hole through it just like fucking chain to you like, i tried chaining it it doesn't work so yeah, well <laughs> yeah it doesn't work but it's i don't lose it uh but yeah i just want to go in there and pose and like be like i don't know maybe they're not so bad or something like that you know and like clearly the narc in the room or something like that just to fuck with them and have fun because and i, I also want to go on record and say i know we probably have a lot of millennial listeners and everything and that just like the conservatives, when you say the word conservative and you talk about Republicans and you talk about liberals in general, the vast majority of people are not in the extreme. Like, and and the va- and probably more people are irritated by this. It's just it becomes such a prevalent culture in these certain areas, like college campuses. And it just their voice gets heard so loudly because yeah, boohoo, they they need to be coddled, and all of a sudden that uh, impacts so many more people below them that wish not to be, that actually wish to engage in real discussion and conversation and actually have any comedian come on campus or any lecturer come on campus, even if it's really negative. And Ooh, uh, so perfect. I realize that not everybody is uh, is of this uh, persuasion. In fact, most people are probably not. Um, and so no, I'm not but saying it, but boo millennials, it, but boo these millennials, yeah. Yes, but... I want to qualify what you're saying now where you you're you're likening yourself to an entertainer who doesn't want to piss off the bigger crowd. Um, I'm with you. We have a podcast. We want people to listen. But uh, the second story I'm pulling news from here, uh, it, it gives a few statistics that are a little worrying. And one of them is that. 63% of college students are fine with the word trigger warning I, and how it's used in college. Yes, they say one, that one, they, they agree that it's too PC, but they they like but the But they're concept. okay with it happening. I know, so and, it is that does actually uh like note that there's a little bit of a uh like a general a genuine culture shift which is the scary part because the culture shifts to where that just becomes part of the culture and it's okay where it becomes part of the norm even if a minority is the one bringing it into the norm now now this is going to go a little further um i'm going to throw some percentages at you at you okay Ouch. Uh, first <laughs> yeah they, they hit hard actually because the first one 35 percent said that the first amendment does not protect hate speech uh it it does protect hate speech unless it is actual threatening speech that's there there are limits on the first amendment absolutely and and the limits on the first amendment uh for instance we had something in uh in burlington recently where somebody was uh hit like pretty much uh targeting african americans with threatening kkk flyers if they had handed those out to every single person protected under the first amendment the fact that they were targeting individuals meant that it was actually uh, very well could be. It's not necessarily uh, decided that it is a violation of uh, uh, it, it. It's a hate crime. Yeah, because the, 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 the amendments are not 
So that's why, like, the Second Amendment uh, arguments where people are like, well, it's an amendment, so it therefore can't be uh, changed, even though tech, it's called a fucking amendment, which means it was, uh, you know... Uh, it's uh, already uh, been changed. Yeah, yeah I mean, that the Constitution was changed to include it, so it means the Constitution is supposed to be changed, uh, but not getting into the Second Amendment. But the uh, First Amendment, yes, we there is some there are limitations in place for our Constitution because oh, you need hey. to be protected to, to clarify yeah. it, and the courts do that. Yeah, and you, you know, you're talking about how there's already, you know, things in place to protect the First Amendment. How about the fact that 21% of college students think that the First Amendment is outdated? That's, like, Do you, honestly, isn't, the only fucking amendment I think that isn't outdated. <laughs> no, like, the First Amendment is the most rock-solid foundation of our country. It says you have the freedom to not be under a dictatorship, essentially. Yes. Like, you can do and say as you fucking please, America. Yes, there we go. No, and, no, uh, unless, until amendment you're hurting, two, uh, the, yeah. the gun one, that's the one where it gets a little more shaky, where it's like, Second Amendment... Says I can do what I want with my guns and my rifles and my pistols and my bullets yeah. and my Glocks and Which my is... other rifles and my multi-rifles <laughs> and that rifle I'm building in the basement that you can put in a pig and it shoots the bullets out the pig's mouth <laughs> and the heat from the gun makes bacon. Holy shit, I want... Okay, I if that existed... Sorry, man. If that existed, I would fucking support the Second Amendment just as much I as... I want the gun bacon does. gun. I want the bacon gun. So, as... It, it backfires. So, as it shoots a bullet to kill your per, the person, it shoots it bacon into out your bacon. mouth. <laughs> so There's time, a bullet casing in the middle. You have to spit it out like a, like a plum, you know, core. Oh, my God. The bacon gun is the greatest thing I've ever heard. Uh, the... The, but yeah, 21%, that is one out of every five college student, is being raised by their parents to think the First Amendment has low validity, we'll say. You, the, yeah. the, the free speech isn't a right. Are they there, literally are there parents early generation Xers then? They would either be early generation or Xers generation. or straight up generation Y. And regardless okay. of what they are, they're raising a generation of people who don't understand. And okay, I'm pausing myself here before I get further down this rabbit hole. I, I just wondered in my own head as I was talking whether the decline of paper print press and the decline of news as a whole and turning into this weird web thing. Well, the web. Where is, I, lo I love reading my news on the web. Well, but the problem is also, it's I hate you. having to dig through the fake and the real all yeah. the time. Well, it also. And it I'm wondering if the decline of legitimate press doesn't turn us into a society where you wonder if the First Amendment, which was almost entirely created to protect our press, yeah. if that isn't connected and if it doesn't matter. And, and, the, uh, and the fact that. Uh, the web also, I mean, the thing about it is it, that's kind of a safe, safe space in and of itself because Facebook pretty much has created a, a, a news safe space for you. Uh, and these other places, too, where if you look, if I were to go and look at the news results on your Google, uh, our actually, our Googles might be the same because uh, we look at weird shit. But um, our news results would be totally different. And my, one of my friends was saying he actually logs out of Chrome and Google in general completely, signs out. uh goes into on incognito mode and actually 
looks at the news specifically so he can see what's just on the front page of news, what's on the front page of YouTube. Otherwise, it's all tailored to you. So you get news that like, oh, you'll like this. This won't hurt your feelings. Hey, don't yeah, you, yeah. And, and T- tailored news is destructive. Yeah, and but that's what the internet does because the uh, the the machine learning, the uh, you know, artificial intelligence algorithms, it says. All you know, our computers want to make us happy. Yeah, because, well, the reason is because on the sidebars, there are ads, unless you have ad block on, which everybody should. But the problem is, as we've learned from recent South Parks, uh, or before that, I mean, but they've, I should, say, I should say, I've learned it from recent South Parks. They've addressed it on recent South Parks, is that the reason these uh, sponsored ads, uh, sponsored content, I should say, they're not ads, they're sponsored content, exists, is to get around things like ad block and stuff like that. So, unfortunately, it's kind of like a, it, it's one of those where, if we had never blocked the ad ads, would we even have the spot like the sponsored content? Now we're at a point where we just it's tough to find out what's real and what's not. I've had people quote news articles, post things on uh, Facebook that are fake news stories. And because first of all, and we'll actually be going into Snopes land in a little bit. Uh, yeah, th- this whole episode is tailored towards this uh, this subject of, you know, millennials. We are going to do a Snopes uh, segment for our web dropping specifically because of fake news. Right. And, and they get posted a lot. Um, and, you know, there are a lot of the, uh, there's actually a lot of them out there now. They're um, they're actually kind of funny because they're satire news sites. But they buy up the domains for WashingtonPost.com.co. So there's all these uh, news sites. So people think they're quoting the Washington Post, but they're actually putting out these fake news stories. Uh, luckily, they're, um, I say it, luckily, they're, they're satirical, so they actually kind of spread a little bit of a satire vibe, which is kind of funny when it reaches across the internet. There was a there one of them was satire where uh, Sarah Palin um, had apparently accidentally called uh, Bernie Sanders Bernice Anders, which was a fake news story, but it came from one that looked like it was real. It was like NBC.com.co, so everybody shared it across the internet, and everybody was like, "Okay, man, fucking Sarah Palin's a dumb bitch." Yeah. Cause, but it was like, no, it, it never happened. And if you actually just looked on that website, there's an about button. And the about button, the first thing that it says is this is a satire site. People don't even click the about button. They just see something go, that's news. Yeah. In the name, in the in this world of fake news, people still do that. They're like, no, let's step back. Let's, we've, you and I tend to Snope most of our articles, but we catch things on the day of on Reddit. So we've actually reported on Snopes stuff before. And, oh, and, yeah. that, and it's embarrassing when we do sometimes, and then we can make a joke of it. But we we c- catch things so fresh, we usually do as much research as possible to see if it is fake. Yeah. Um, I, I guess the only thing I can add to that is watch South Park this season. Uh, you weren't lying about it being – it's actually a plethora of knowledge. If you're someone who's a little out of touch with the new generation or a little out of touch with media, how it's working right now – you can learn a lot through the comedy of this past season, South Park. They're they're pretty much on point for uh, holding a mirror up to what we're all doing. And I, I say all of us because we're all guilty of something. The thing I love about this season, too, is it started out like uh, seeming like it was going to be apologetic. Where I, I, like when it, the first episode, it made it seem like Matt and Trey, uh, like on first name basis with them, so it's no big deal. Um, uh, that's actually what people call it, but I the just, Park Brothers. Yeah, 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 you know, hey, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, you know, Trey, uh, Trey Parker, Matt Stone, and uh, they, 
uh, started the season out where I was just like, oh man, have they have they just given up? Because I mean, it was a good episode, but I was afraid they were like, yes, we know we're too uh, anti PC, we're too uh, offensive. I guess we've got to change. And it almost seemed like they may have been going that route. And then it like they immediately turned it around. Episode two, they kind of just like it was that mis misdirection, classic comedy misdirection of like I shouldn't have doubted you guys. Never really doubted them, but I was like, please make episode two better uh episode one was good but it was also like i was afraid they were almost apologizing for being so offensive and then the rest of the season it, it played out like a really long movie or like a mini series it's more like like a fucking true detective storyline <laughs> like the way that it's play, panning out than uh, uh south park you know they they've been trying to like tie episodes together more these last couple seasons but last last uh season it went from like oh hey lord you know, uh, yeah, yeah, Randy Marsh is Lord, and that was about it. It felt like they threw us a softball to, to try to do a smarter, cohesive season, which they're doing right now. Yes. Well, that, that's, they were, they were kind of like, hey, like, testing the waters a little bit, being like, by the way, we're going to link some episodes together, see how you all, like, deal with it. Uh, you know, we'll do, like, a three-peat, like, a three or four-season uh, storyline, and maybe a little loose thread that goes through it. But next season is pretty much gonna play out like a, a ten episode movie, so which it sort of has. Um, but yeah, they hit the nail on the head in most of in most of what they uh, take care of there, and I'm now, absolutely with them on that. They're granted they're old curmudgeons too, but they also uh, really generation uh, sorry millennials fucking love them because South Park is sort of timeless. Exactly. Uh, one of the ideas that I'm wondering if they're gonna bring into this season. Uh, also comes from one of the articles I have here in my uh, my log for the show. Yeah, one episode um, left? Two. I don't know, one or two. It's one or two. Yeah. Uh, Fahrenheit 451 has been coming back into uh, popular culture pretty strong right now. Uh, never never sort of, heard of it. <laughs> I used uh, that joke again. See what I did there? I used another thing that's really pop culture, and I said, never heard of it. <laughs> oh, my God. He's fucking full of them. He's full of them. No. Now, the only reason why it's being brought back, besides the idea of our new group of kids, you know, uh, moving up in the world and becoming desensitized by our, I don't know, our rampant censorship culture we're running through, is the fact that everyone seems to interpret Fahrenheit 451 the wrong way. Uh, if you think back on it, you probably didn't read it for many, 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 many years ago now. And I think I we're going to look back on it uh, because I knew I would appreciate it. But yeah, uh, until probably a couple of years ago, it was when I was, what, 15, 16? Yeah. 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 It's, it's been a while for most people. And what everyone seems to believe is that Fahrenheit 451 is about the future where they burn books because the government wants to control people. It's a dystopian and future, right? Like a uh, classic it, dystopian future, 1984 style kind of. Yeah, exactly. And it is at the root that, but. What most people don't remember is that within the book Fahrenheit 451, the reason why books are being burned is because of culture's self-censorship going out of control. Yes. It is literally about liberalism hitting a point where you can't say anything without hurting someone. So they hit a breaking point where all books are destroyed. Is this... And I know it's... I was going to say, sound- is this a story where we get to talk about Neil Gaiman? Because he was in one of these stories. Neil Gaiman is absolutely part of this. San okay. Bernardino, the uh, the recent site of the uh, the shooting at that disabled uh, uh, center yes. by the three terrorists this past week. 
um, at Santa Bernardino College, a student protested because they were required to read a Neil, Neil Gaiman graphic novel. It was too graphic for her and her father. Um, I think anytime you go into a reading class and you're handed a book, you don't get a say. You, you're there no. to learn about literature, there... which is not always pretty. Sometimes people write with bad words. Yeah, otherwise, it's called a library where you get to go and pick out the fucking books you want to fucking read. You dipshit yep, In literary class, you're forced to read a book. Because you're and supposed that's to not a learn. crime. No. Yeah, that's school. <laughs> but it, and if the... It, it, and if it, the book had boobies in it, or a boy's pee-pee, or another word a millennial might freak out about. Sorry, I'm, I'm curbing my language <laughs> so we don't lose listeners right now. We got a lot of millennial <laughs> listeners, but uh, they, they know, they probably hate that, that, that like, sect of their generation as much as we do. Because no, if they've if they stuck with us through this long, they clearly are not uh, pro-censorship and are pretty First Amendment, probably, so... Yeah, any anyone listening who's between the ages of say I don't know fourteen and twenty four, you're you're probably in our our demographic. You, you're not shocked by the words we're using. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, so uh, Fahrenheit four fifty one uh, was I I wouldn't say uh, looking forward to the. I mean they were they were kind of they warning. were looking forward. Time wise, yeah. not expectation wise. Well, no, but they, they but they were warning. Of, <laughs> I'm looking forward to censorship. <laughs> yeah. oh, I can't wait. Oh, Bradbury can't wait till the censorship comes out. Oh, oh, Bradbury, you've won this the one. Last page of his book. This one's really flammable. <laughs> it's a short book. Everybody should read it uh, again if they can. It's a really good book. Ray Bradbury's got a really easy to read writing style. It's not. It's 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 not very dense. It's pretty fun to read. I read it again like a few years ago and. Uh, got a lot more uh, with it as in my because in my old curmudgeon years and my as I've learned more about politics and stuff and get angry and misanthropic it actually is a, is a pretty good read same with uh, 1984 mm-hmm. George Orwell which it's actually written about 1948 so you know again writing about sort of the current state of things and the worry that is upcoming and you know it was definitely a pending worry for him at the time uh, Bradbury and it, it unfortunately has uh it hasn't come true, but is it? We are in. Uh, we have to fear it actually becoming. We, we are the closest we've ever been to. Well, when you throw the those fear of it yeah. happening, yeah. When when thirty five percent of or thirty percent of college students think that free speech doesn't matter, like it's, like it's the come fucking on. foundation of our country for Christ's sake. I mean, They're literally saying censorship is good if it keeps me from having my feelings yeah. hurt. And the problem is, Th- is that's that's the strawberry generation. Yeah. We live with a group of people being brought up in America who are so weak, thin skinned, weak spined, empathetic. They literally can't handle words. Well, and, and, and words, not, not words, even words directed at them. Exactly what I was going to say. Just words around the, them. Uh, the, the, uh, again, going back, because South Park has been handling this quite a bit, which is great, is uh, is a couple episodes ago, they had the episode where PC Principal, a uh, uh, entitled white college bro who, uh, who thinks that it's his duty to protect everybody, says the word retard. Uh, no, no, sorry. Uh, um, uh T- t- tells Jimmy uh, that he can't use the word retard in the school paper, and Jimmy pretty much says, 
I'm reporting on something. This is the word the person used. And by the way, if anybody has to be offended by it, it's me and the people I know. And I know that this is news and I'm capable of taking care of myself. And it throws PC principal, his mind fucking explodes because he's like, well, now I can't be angry at you because technically you're right. But at the same time, I'm supposed to uh, I'm supposed to be like the uh, the entitled uh, caretaker of all words and everything. You know, like, I don't want to I don't want to hurt anybody. Yeah, it's almost like I don't know. It, it is coming strongly out of white culture too. Like it's it, in real life. It's kind of weird well, how it is. like a it, it's like backlash. It's like I'm at a point now where I need to not only not be racist, but be so PC about not being it that I'm fighting battles for people who don't want battles fought for them. Well, yeah, and here's the thing: is is and, and I don't want to like uh, say like I mean it's really important for people who are not of the uh, sect that is being, you know, uh, uh, the, the downtrodden, you know, the people that like, it's really important for them to be a part of that. Of course, it's a, it's important for white people to be a part of, uh, or straight people to be a part of gay rights, uh, white people to be a part of, uh, black lives matter, uh, men to have been a part of, uh, uh, the suffrage movement. Those are big things because those get things pushed forward. It's a little too much when all of a sudden you are, you feel like you are the entitled protector of, it's actually more, uh, offensive to them to be like, you can't take care of yourself. So let me tell you what you should feel bad about. All right. Listen. Yeah. Like it, it it's, it's, you have to there's some context involved in all of this and con first of all the first amendment should be a lot of context where you can't shut down speech you cannot shut down speech because here's the thing slippery slope arguments i hate them because that's what leads to uh the the second amendment nuts being like slippery slope arguments are a slippery slope they they are a slippery slope (laughs) and there's that's why that's a fallacy that's a a philosophical fallacy that's for sure here here may i um you can (laughs) I want to quote from Jonathan Rock. I may be pronouncing his last name wrong. It's R-A-U-C-H. This is a little excerpt from the New York Daily News. And what it ends with, and I'm going to pause before I read the last part, is he creates a new trigger warning for all college campuses. But leading up to that, he has a little bit of a preamble, and it goes as this. If students feel the modern university's job is to create a place of comfort, in quotes, rather than a, quote, intellectual space, that is hardly all their fault. Many parents of my generation make it their business to spare their children any exposure to upset and risk. Then kids and parents alike are wooed by colleges that promise idyllic experiences at very steep prices. Yale, for example, markets its residential colleges as little paradises. No wonder if some students expect college to provide shelter from intellectual and interpersonal storms. And no wonder the movement of trigger warnings and safe spaces is gaining traction at colleges around the country. Trigger warnings supposedly help students cope with or avoid exposure to upsetting ideas and ide- uh, images. For their purposes, I and many other free speech advocates believe is to chill the presentation of controversial material. Either way, they seek to make higher education emotionally safer by making it less intellectually dangerous. The problem is that intellectually safe spaces are finishing schools, not universities. They can confer connections, polish, and useful skills, 
but they will not educate because to educate is to inflict and to endure criticism, which is not comfortable. Yes, exactly. Yes. Uh, and that, I mean, now, you need to be, you need to be hurt and you need to overcome shit. You need adversity to, yep. in order to, uh, which is funny because these people probably think they know everything there is to know about adversity because they're trying to protect people who have to overcome adversity. Um, okay. Uh, Donald Trump saying that uh, uh, we should no, not allow Muslims into the country. That's a bad thing to say. He's stupid. Uh, should he be allowed to say it? Absolutely. Will it hurt people's feelings? Yes, it will. Is he stupid and it shouldn't be done? Yes, absolutely. But we should be able to have a conversation about that. And uh, safety is is dangerous. I've got to say that. Like, I mean, I, I don't want to be safe. I want to... I, I want to be no, challenged. I, I, if I need to be I, if I need to be smart, I need to be challenged. I need I need things to hurt my brain in in bowl in and my emotions. I need to be able to overcome shit. And yep. if I can't, then again, just live in your fucking parents' basement, have them spoon feed you chicken and little soup like a stupid little piece of shit cunt you are. Yeah, sorry, trigger warning. The word cunt sounds bad to people. Fuck you. Now, speaking of warnings, here is the trigger warning that that same author wrote for all universities to use if they so feel like they want to. Quote, warning, although this university values and encourages civil expression and respectful personal behavior, you may at any moment and without further notice encounter ideas, expressions, and images that are mistaken, upsetting, dangerous, prejudiced, insulting, or deeply offensive. We call this education. Yes. Yeah. And this was actually, what was this, from New York Post? This, per, this New York uh, Daily singular News, right? okay. article is from the New York, well, no, this was from the Washington Post. Washington, okay, good. Because I was going to say, New York Post, that would surprise me, because that's like a rag, but uh, that doesn't mean there aren't good writers there, but I thought, I remember like New York Daily News is different, uh, New York Post is like, uh, uh, what's his name? Rupert Murdoch, I think. Like a yeah, no, no, no. This came from a normal newspaper. Right, I but I think regardless, but like I wouldn't, regardless of who wrote it, where, like that is true. Like that's why I was, I would have been surprised if it came from New York, uh, New York Post, but I would have agreed with it a hundred percent. Like I wouldn't just shut down their argument because I don't like the paper. But uh, but in this case, it came from uh, a you know a more respectable paper, although one that is still uh, I think owned by a corporation now. Um, but, but again, agree with it a hundred percent. Like that is, that's a good argument to make. Like there is, that's what education is. Like you need, education is not, is being made privy to the stuff you don't already know. And in order exactly. to do that, you need to be uncomfortable because you have to be approached with things that you have not been approached with before. Now to wrap it all back around, I mean... Jesus years. At some point, <laughs> Jesus was in this like time frame, and we gotta guess because he's still considered a good guy that he didn't go down this censorship route, right? Well, but he could have for a little while and like jumped in with the censorship grab, be like, "Yeah, boo!" And then, uh, and then he would like he was hanging out with fucking Pontius Pilate for a while, and be like, "Yeah, man, we're gonna be bros forever." And they had a big falling out, and then like that's the real reason he fucking got crucified. Was because like he like like Jesus fucked Pontius Pilate's like girlfriend one time, and he's like, someday I'm gonna crucify you. Be like, I'm gonna be a prophet. Yeah, like, oh yeah, well I'm gonna fucking get the Romans to kill you. And he's like, well my dad's God, and all, he's also me, and I'm him. Uh, They're like trigger warning. <laughs> I don't believe in a God. I believe in many gods. Yeah, which was actually 
really common back then. Actually, uh, the trigger warning yeah. would be like, "I believe in one God," and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Trigger warning, Unigod. Yeah. <laughs> trigger, yeah, trigger warning. Yeah, Christianity, not something you have to say nowadays. Uh, maybe someday. I don't know. Well, if you're on, in my house. On, 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 on college campuses, maybe. You have to say trigger warning before everything. Trigger warning, who wants Apple Jacks? Like, that's a fucking trigger. Apples killed my mom. They did. Oh, dude, that's, she tried that's shooting how I my, feel my about life at this point. Like, I've said some shit online and had people literally jump in and be like, I can't believe you said that. You blah, 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 blah. Me, 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 me. And I'm like, I don't know you well enough to know that your dad died from leather asphyxiation. Oh, first of like, all, if, if you that's were That's not my problem. That's his. If you were to shut... <laughs> that was his. <laughs> yeah, it was. Best tense. I hope uh, you kept the belt. I'm sure it's beautiful. <laughs> I bought his belt off eBay that he hung himself. And I, with. I didn't say autoerotic asphyxiation, just leather asphyxiation. Yeah. Like he just shoved a belt down his throat. Yeah, yeah. Or, or he like just didn't know how to like the zipper didn't work on his uh, fucking uh, hood, you know. So he was just oh. like, oh yeah, baby. Oh yeah, I don't hear a safe word yet. Isn't our safe word? You're not Beaker, bitch. Bam. Say say zipper when you want me to stop. <laughs> oh yeah more 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 that's what you said huh yeah fuck that guy's dead parents uh hey jer what's up you know what what it's almost christmas and it's almost hanukkah and it's almost uh kwanzaa and it's almost the uh winter solstice and the other ones yeah yeah so maybe we should jump into our toy segment so we can talk about all the beautiful gifts people could buy their loved ones. Are you saying you want to jump into the lost island of dipshit toys? I do. The lost island of dipshit toys. Now, because we were so all-encompassing, we're going to start with something for Hanukkah. We are going to jump first into I believe a it's pronounced Hanukkah, gift. by the way. I believe you were right, but I didn't want to have to say the trigger warning for pronunciation, so I held back. <laughs> uh, we're going to start with the Hanukkah bread. It is called Eli's Bread Chala Menorah. Um, challah. Now, it's, a, it's challah. I'm not Jewish. I don't feel like I need to apologize. I am not giving a trigger warning for my misinterpretation is, is the, or mispronunciation of words. People out there know challah bread. Uh, you know, so. Challah. I will call it challah because I'm not Jewish. Um, okay. <laughs> to get past that point, um, what you can buy on eBay is challah bread. It is in the shape of a menorah. And it was one of Oprah Winfrey's recommended products about a year back. Um, now, the only reason we're bringing this up, and it's not because it's a weird gift. It's not because it's a strange <laughs> gift. It's because that uh, Amazon has amazing policy of allowing pretty much any comment as a review to go through. And people decided, based on its appearance, to review the hell out of it. And after reading the yeah. reviews... I get it. Like looking at the image, and we'll post this in our I, show notes. I didn't. Re- the- I didn't read the reviews. I just looked at the image, and I. I'm you just saw a wall sh- of dicks, I, right? Yeah, just a yeah. wall of dicks. I saw Oprah Winfrey uh, probably taking the one on the left. That's a big one, and then the and eight of her friends just grinding on this uh, Hala menorah. 
Uh, well, if it were a real menorah, the middle one would be the biggest because that's the candle that you light all the other candles with. And this and, one, the biggest ones are the outside edges, which I'm not really sure why. Or are there more candles than that in a menorah too, or is it? Where is it that? Uh, I'm not Jewish, though. I don't know, but uh, I'm not either. But here, will you research that? I'm going to read some of the reviews. Yes, yeah, please. Um, one star. Talk about eight crazy nights. This bread is really filling. Uh, one star. This is really obscene looking. There should have been some kind of consumer survey. Five stars. The bread looks so good, I swallowed it whole. Ooh. Now, we get a little more descriptive here with, Oh, Oprah, this is so phallic. I can't even look at it with a straight face, much less give it as a gift. Or, so I'm guessing it's kosher since it's obviously circumcised. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it is. If you look at it, because um, uh, they're candles, supposedly. But when you don't have the, uh, when you can't tell the difference between the uh, candle flame and the candle, uh, I'm going to call it a candle shaft, because it's uh, it, it, it lines up perfectly with this penis shaft uh, shape. Um, oh, I, I, I recounted. We're, we're good with the, with the menorah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have a good one here. Out of all the things you could have offered to Jews on your holiday list, it's an Oprah intestine menorah. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, there is an intertwined yeah. intw- intestine kind of look. Yeah, to like it. like it does a little snaky intestine thing down toward the bottom there, and then and then it turns into fucking uh, nine dicks. Here we're gonna go out on one from November twenty first of this year. I guess serial killers have holidays too. One star. It looks like a bunch of dicks and actually tastes worse. I have no idea how they managed it, but congratulations on that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what dicks taste like, but uh, I'm guessing they taste bad because mine, you know, I can't imagine mine's, mine tastes very good, you know? Now, uh, transitioning from that, uh, there's another gift that I looked on Amazon for and couldn't find it because I wanted to see if there were reviews. But it's a, it's a toy for your kids. We'll just start with that. It's a gun. It shoots things. Uh, I don't even know how to further explain it. It's called the Kappa Gun. It is a Russian roulette toy for kids. Yeah. You know, literally, you have like stamp cards, and every time it clicks, you get to put a stamp on your card. And when it does click, a little thing bops you in the side of the head from the barrel, and you lose. It's the Kappa gun, but it like the, is like literally the... <laughs> Russian roulette for children. I like it's like the uh, like the the deer hunter training uh, toy, really. I saw that too. Someone's like, "This is the training toy for deer hunter." It's also the oh, training really? toy for oh. psychotics. Uh, I, I, no, it, it was totally there. Okay, well, it had to be. It wasn't exactly that original. I just, uh, I just. Once, once again, you kind of need to see the Asian packaging for this. It's kind of amazing. Uh, we'll include the image in our show notes for this show. Uh, please go look. I have no idea who thought that creating a uh, a Russian roulette toy would be smart, but it, it's not. It's absolutely not, and this is horrendous looking. Second Amendment, what are you going to do? Take away my baby's right to shoot itself? Boom. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Um, Amendments aren't meant to be amended, you fucking, you, you fucking uh, America hater. Yeah, all that. 
We're actually at the point of the show where uh, it's time to do our mid-show ad roll. And until we have a fully produced one with special effects and stuff, that's going to come in January. We're, we're writing off December. I know. We, we've, like, promised it. And we realize, like, uh, yeah, nothing's happening in December. This is a terrible, terrible month. I mean, good, but, like, terrible, if you get what I mean. So you don't, but, you know. All right. So, uh, Chair, I'm going to leave you for a moment while I walk away to do our mid-show ad roll. Uh, just remember to everyone listening that you have only about six days from the Wednesday airing of this program to jump on this. So, Jer, take it away. Hey, folks, it's me, Jer Bear. I know what you're saying. Hey, Jer, weren't we just listening to you? Well, now you see that there's a doppelganger what descended from a ship last night and used a powerful form of twerking-based mind control to lure me into a dungeon while it took over my posh, posh life. But you sound so calm, I can hear you say it. Well, yeah, that's because, uh, well, I was fortunate enough to have gone to HeroCrate.com before I got abducted. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty content now that I've got myself an awesome stash of cool gear to play with. Uh, if you go to HeroCrate.com and enter the promo code Lost at Home, all one word, you'll get 5% off. And what's better? December's crate is Star Wars themed. And while you're there, you can pick up a villain crate, too. Uh, you can choose the dark side or light side this month. That is right. Uh, now I just, uh, I hope I actually get out of this dungeon alive, uh, in time to actually see the Star Wars movies. See, old Doppley apparently lives off my life force. He's been slowly weakening me with every drain, but, you know, hey, I can make it. After all, there's a hero in all of us. Alright, it is time for Web Droppings. Web Droppings. Now, Jer, this week for Web Droppings, I know you've had a busy week with work, and I decided to take a bit of the brunt of this and create a game for you. Uh, as our listeners know, if you've been listening to the show for at least a couple months, we like the Snopes game. The yep. Snopes game is a lot to do with our show, actually, because we do a lot of stories that get Snopes. In fact, it's kind of nice it's a weekly show because we get a few days between a story hitting the internet and us reporting on it so we get that little middle ground where we can find out if it's snopes or not right now uh christopher ball works very hard behind the scenes of this show he curates a lot of our web droppings for us uh some months all of them um and what i've done is i've collected all of his web droppings and i have snopes them now it's kind of fascinating to find out just how many stories are not real that hit the internet doesn't like we talked about earlier you said like when it's a dot com or a dot co right well because we we uh we for us especially it's really tough the reason we do it so aggressively it's been for probably the last i don't know year or so like we've been doing it really aggressively uh is because we report on weird fucking stories and those are the ones that one, all of our stories sound like they should be fake. Most of them, I mean, because they're fucking weird. Um, and, uh, and so all of our stories actually have the uh, capability of being uh, like fake stories because they people like to make up fun sounding stories. And but there are so many fucking really fun sound. I mean, a vast majority of what we uh, even get across our desk, uh, desk like we yeah like yeah, it is people are. 
they were editors of a newspaper or something. Um, you don't know what I do on my end. I have people like running in and out of our house, handing me sheets. Yeah, yeah. Sell, buy, buy, sell. What are you talking about? <laughs> You're just throwing paper at me saying buy and sell. I don't want to buy your crumpled paper. It's actually a lot more expensive to hire someone to do that than you would think. Like, like that's why we need for, that I'll money do it for a salary. I'm like, no, there's no salary. You get ten dollars per buy, five dollars per sell. That's why we, yeah, you pick how you how it happens. <laughs> that's why we have the the, the hero crate uh, so we can help uh, offset some of those Scott Bear uh, uh, costs of people coming in and throwing uh, uh, paper at his face. Buy, sell, sell, buy, and uh, so yeah, you know we it, it's very possible and very probable that we have. It's not like we're if we were like a like a standard news site. Uh, it's tougher to get one by us. You know it would be, but. Uh, we have to be really careful because we have weird stories and they all sound fake. They all sound like they should be fake. 99.999. Don't uh, actually quote me on that because uh, if you start doing the math, it may be uh, less than that. But anyway, uh, the vast majority of our stories are we Snopes. We check them out. We make sure they're they're good to go. Bop, pop them through the filter. Uh, but we have some that make it through. Um, so what you're saying is... We have had some uh, reported to us as like, hey, this is a potential story, uh, but of course it's like up to the minute and give it a couple of days and boom, pops up on Snopes. I don't know because you have uh, collected this selection of stories that yeah. I have not actually looked at the links and I don't yeah, know our, if these are real or not. Unless I've uh, bumped into them across the internet already. But Absolutely. As you, so this as is you mentioned, I've been really busy. Game. I pretty much haven't been on the internet except to uh, uh, throw my life away, so. Sounds good. <laughs> so. Um, you're, you're wearing Christmas lights on your head, by the way. I have wrapped myself in Christmas lights while you were talking because we're remote. I'm home and our yeah. living room is decked out in Christmas, so I took them all down yeah. and wrapped myself in them while yeah. we're recording. It's fucking sexy. Gotta say that, man. Hey, hey, listeners, if you want to know something sexy... Do you want to take uh, a screen grab of this? You you just got to uh, if you want to know something sexy, you definitely have to uh, to see Scott in his in his uh, sexy sexy uh, what would you call this Christmas light garb? Yeah, sure. All right. Well, yeah. Let me let me let me go ahead and uh, uh, there we go. Uh, let me. Get... Oh my god, these lights are hot in places. <laughs> okay, I, I, th I think I got a good one of you. I'll send it to you. I feel like the way I am now is my most Jesus. <laughs> You're most Jesus. Like, you know, a lot of days I'm mostly Jesus or partially Jesus. But today is when I'm most Jesus. All right. So you, oh, you are, are definitely most, you most like you're Jesus. With, you're Jesus with like a scarf right now, actually. This, a scarf of thorns. <laughs> I, I love how afraid you are. Are you really afraid of playing our Snopes game? A scarf like, of thorns. Dude, I, I, Did you hear what I said? It's hilarious, dude. Come on. Scar a scarf, scarf of, of thorns? thorns? You know, like, there's a crown of thorns, and then there's, like, like Jesus was like, no, thank you, and then he's like, I'll just fucking wear it as a scarf. Isn't that funny? Come on, Scott. That's fucking funny. I'll write it down. Oh. I'm sorry, I forgot to laugh. I was looking for my pen. I'll write it down. Uh, no, I know. I want to play your game. I know. I, I want to play your game. It's it's fun. Okay, fine. Let's play my game. All right, Jer. To make this interesting, we have six stories. You have the choice of making them uh, a yes or a no, meaning right or wrong. 
Snopes or unsnopes? Do I know how many of these are true or not? You do not. Okay. I'm so, giving so you, you six, could, you could, six stories. So you they could, could all be real. They could or, all okay, be fake. Yeah, okay. All right. I like that. That's good. That that that, that lends uh, less uh, of a multiple choice thing. That uh, that is, provides me with a good safe space, and uh, I feel pretty good about that. Story number one. 17-year-old Emily Stone died doing the condom challenge. Jared, are you familiar with the condom challenge? No, I'm not. The condom is, is challenge that, is, is that, a new uh, thing is that the going challenge around. of wearing a condom when having sex with somebody? Because uh, <laughs> uh, here's the thing. You've got to get good at it. Kids, get good at it. I know it does not feel as good, but seriously... Next thing you know, you're popping out five babies like a gumball machine, and uh, it be, and you should have done the condom challenge. So, uh, you know, hey, old curmudgeon non-millennials telling you what to do. Continue, Scott. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the condom challenge. You Fake fill a condom laugh, in water. Huh? You fill it excessively full of water to the point where it is ridiculously large, and then you drop it on another person's head. False. Well, a 17-year-old was reportedly killed performing yet another stupid internet stunt. Reportedly this one involved condoms or... filled with water. The condom challenge designed, apparently, to prove that no guy is actually too big to wear a condom, involved filling a condom with an excessive amount of water and then dropped it onto a participant's head. Jessica Wait. Moore and Teresa Jones were reportedly filming themselves performing the condom challenge, and Jessica was killed in the process drowning when the condom filled with liquid got stuck around her head wait said so please said police chief larry whittam this is stupid and a dangerous challenge and it has no real merit everyone knows that condoms can fit any size penis and filling it rubber with water and dropping it on someone's head is not going to bring awareness to anything Okay, one, I agree with that. Uh, two, that still sounds like fucking bullshit. Um, it's it's still fake. Okay, the entire write up came sounds, from the th fake article. That sounds that sounds like something like uh, fucking Officer Barbrady from South Park or uh, Chief Wiggum hey, would say. Hey, like, hey, hey, this well, new season, well, you know he's been vindicated. There's no, no such thing as uh, too much dick for a condom. So uh, you know, because I've never filled one up. So uh, therefore, uh, yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, so this story is bullshit. Uh, the condom challenge has been going around ding, ding, all ding, year. Ding, ding, ding. Didn't I it's... get 100% last time? You... I want to say you did. I, I want to so bad say you did. I did, because it was, it was me and... Uh, was it me and Bruce Bruce that, that tackled this last time? It was. It was you and Bruce yeah, Bruce. Yeah, Bruce Bruce, I think, got one wrong. I got one all right. Okay, um, story number two. Russian teacher teaches selfie stick... Self-defense. So, so, so wait, what? Uh, so they, they use a selfie stick for self-defense? Or when you see somebody yes. using a selfie stick, yes. you push them over yes. a fucking Yes, you were cliff right the first time. Because don't use a selfie stick, you dipshit. Um, ooh. True. You are right. Uh, uh. See, a lot of Daria people have them. Why not Lachina, use it? a representative for the Moscow Martial Arts Center, uh, tells Russian broadcaster M24 that uh, <laughs> wielding a selfie stick, and That's I don't so mean Russian. in a weapon-wise way, just having one in public well, a lot of as a tourist yeah. attracts attention. Oh, okay. 
But and it also with the can new be tread and selfie sticks with Bluetooth built into them, where you can actually sync your phone and take pictures from afar. Um, the idea is is that if you have a selfie stick, you might be a wealthy tourist. Okay. Okay. Thus, robbable. Robbable. Very. Oh, and like, uh, it, you can get like a, a, a reward. What do they call those? Uh, An you STD. Steal somebody, and then you get money for it. <laughs> An STD. Oh, I get you. You <laughs> an mean STD. an STD? Yeah, an STD. Yeah, when, when you when you help a purse snatcher and you give back the old lady's purse, you immediately get crabs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because yeah, that bitch got crabs. Everybody um, know that bitch got crabs. Yeah, they're calling it MPD fighting. This is monopod fighting. No, that makes sense because you've got like if you've got it already, you have a weapon in your yeah, hand. It, it is a nightstick essentially because you can. It's the weakest nightstick. I had a GoPro break the neck of one once. Yeah, well, maybe your GoPro should break the neck of a fucking uh, a mugger someday. Maybe. Maybe, pro- pro- uh, probably well, not maybe the you're right. Stick, maybe you're making me feel really bad about the circumstances where my GoPro's telescoping neck broke. Like, yeah, Grandma off, was, you know, she was. we all thought she was going to be there for a couple years. We put the we put the camera up at a at a very you know sprite angle. It was about I don't know I'd say eighty five degrees up. She craned her neck and oh, at the brittle old age of hundred one, fucking sounded like sounded like peanut brittle being stepped on by a by a tap dancer. We all know what crack, that sounds crack, like. Crack 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 crack. Clickety very rhythmically cracking. And her her neck broke in so many places that it lulled. It lulled back. To the placement where it broke, and it lulled left, and just swung right around full right and back up at a proper position. Did you get that all on GoPro though? I, I, the GoPro was around her neck. She had walked into it, oh, and that's, that's what bad. broke that's too bad. her that neck. That would have made a fucking hilarious viral video. Well, Grandma no, it dies. Was. With it it, dead it neck. was, but it looked like a GoPro going around a person's head and only catching certain moments. Oh, I see. But yeah. it was her head going around the GoPro. Only catching certain moments. I guess, yeah. I guess you gotta it would have be the really to awesome to hilarious. put on YouTube if people could understand that the clouds in the background don't move. Yeah. You gotta point that out. Like, the big red arrows. Yeah, the like, clouds uh, don't move. That's yeah. her head whipping around, You gotta create, like, camera. a conspiracy theory video on YouTube where you, like, point things out. Like, hey, do you notice the fucking face on Mars? Blah! And, like, big arrows. So, like, can you notice the clouds don't move? Yeah, that's right. My grandma, uh, uh this happened. What's next? So, <laughs> what's next? Hey, don't push the show along. Let's let the, let let's, let's let's happen this naturally. Come on, like, let's let's like do we're this. all Come in on. the same safe space. Come on, girl. Come on. Why why, why can't we all have fun in the same safe space? Come Everything's on, girl. Safe here. I'm Jesus, man. I'm not gonna date rape you. This reminds me of a joke, actually. Really? Wait, yeah. Wait, did you ever hear about that girl or... who was raped in the safe space? No. No, I, I haven't either. I'm waiting for that joke to be filled out. <laughs> By the way, on this week's Lost and Own podcast, we would like you all to hit Twitter and finish that joke. Just hit hashtag that lost finishes. save space. And <laughs> yeah. finish that hashtag joke. finish that joke. <laughs> actually, I like finish that joke. We should actually do that regularly. Let's talk about the, uh, the, the inner workings of the show. I like finish that joke. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, That's just start a joke and let it lay. All right. All right. Next story. Um, woman makes handbags out of neighborhood cats. True. 
Ooh, you got your first false. Oh, ding, 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 ding. I was thinking like she would do it like you you were going to make it sound like it was really negative, but it turned out it was like a good thing or something like that. Like I was, I was thinking too hard. I was thinking too now, hard. No, this is a slightly older story. This comes from October 16th of this past year. Oh, uh, wow. Okay. So like, and, and it comes from nowhere. Stories, but yeah, but like it's old fake. for us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the original story was that a 91-year-old Michigan woman had been arrested after she had skinned a number of the missing neighborhood cats and had turned them into purses. Oh, see, that... And I had heard this story told on two other podcasts as news back in November. When when we started this game, uh, uh, or before we started this game, you said uh, you wanted me to listen to the whole story before chiming in. If I had listened to the whole story, I totally would have called it uh, false, but instead I just listened to the title and I fucked up. I fucked myself. I fucked myself. Cause that like, if, if you had actually given me the whole story there, I would have called bullshit, but I was just like, I was immediately placing all these like, Oh, maybe she did this, this and this. And I forgot. God damn it. I lost. All right, lost. fine. I'm Here, I'll give you a loser. fucking story. I'm a fucking the, the... loser. I'm a piece of shit. Oh, God damn it. Uh, the next fucking, fucking story lose, comes lose out. Yes. Yeah, throw yourself in the gutter, Jeremiah. Throw yourself in the gutter! Nobody loves you. You're not fucking worth it. Shut the fuck up! No, you shut the fuck up. How's that? Hey, you shut the fuck up, piece of shit. Oh, 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 hey! Oh, I'm so smart. I'm so I smart. I don't know what's you happening know what? right now. You know what? I'm a little afraid. You're not so smart. You're not he, smart! He left ah! Skype. Ah! I don't know what happened. Well, I quieted that motherfucker down. Oh, hey, chair. Hey, buddy. Finish the show. Yeah, let's uh, let's let's. Oh, what what? Are we, where are we at? I uh, blacked out for a I second. I don't know anymore. Where are we at? I I'm blacked know. out for a second. Uh, I don't know. Ah. <laughs> I like the fact that you just sounded like a cat meowing, but it's actually your cat meowing. I love it. Fluffy, is that fluffy? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was definitely fluffy. Ah! Oh, she runs her mouth screaming. So, no, that's not my cat anymore. All right. So, yeah, if you're listening to the show, uh, um, we're going to talk about a bike taxi service that has a pedicab or rickshaw um, that is shaped in the form of an entire vagina. And then any cabbie, if they want to, or any uh, pedestrian who wants to ride in a cabbie, uh, can crawl into the vaginal canal and ride. Vaginal. I love that. That's great. Vaginal. <laughs> uh, 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 what do you What do you think about this? There's no more? That's it? That's all I'm giving? That's um, all I'm giving you. Uh, true. It is true. It's actually a art exhibit, if you will. Um, an it, artist- it sounded kind of like that, yeah. See that? Yeah. Yeah, an artist has decided to create a vagina bicycle to try to show the beauty of the vagina and to take away from male-dominated phallic symbols in the world. Uh, it is considered an art piece, but she rides around in it just to, I don't know, make a couple extra bucks because it is a ride. It is a pedicab. It is just the most strange pedicab you'll probably ever get into which means it's the one pedicab you'll actually fucking remember and you'll probably call that pedicab again and be like hey man from that vagina i climbed into the other day yeah gotta climb that one all right um let's move right along a man named 
Fuck that bitch. Spelled P-H-U-T-D-A-T-B-I-C-H. Was denied his Facebook name on his profile enough times where he can now no longer try to get his name on his Facebook profile. Is it true? So for several weeks, this 23-year-old named Fook Dat Beach um, uh, uh, what, what was Filipino clearly thought or... to be someone downtrodden upon, because if you remember back in uh, about a half a year ago, we did a story about African, uh, actually, Native Americans to America yeah, having right, yeah. the same issue with names that were native to them but considered fake. And I thought that like um, Facebook was supposed to correct that, right? Or they, like, or they media were, co- and yeah. what and whether they did or not, it doesn't matter because after two weeks of this being reported as a real news story, it actually came out to be a prank. Ah, you got another one wrong. Yeah, the the Fook Dees Beach or, or no bitch Fook Dat. <laughs> Gosh, there's so many variations you could do. Why are um, you what? fucking stupid? Why are you so fucking stupid? Why didn't get anything wrong? Don't get anything wrong. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get anything wrong. <laughs> I thought I was right, I thought I was right. You're a fucking idiot! Once again, the Lost Snow Podcast does, does not understand what's happening at all right now. <laughs> but, um, Jerry, you don't, need to, you don't need to beat yourself up. Uh, but, you don't. Uh, no, because I, 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 you've only got two down with three right. The shitty part of this show is that I did not think ahead and make this an odd numbered account do you understand what that means means there's one more it means there's one more and, you and can i get could a dead tie. tie which is fine because i had 100 percent last time so all right if you get this one right you win if you get this one wrong we go into a dead tie and we go into Scott's a liar. He had a seventh story all along that will tie break this bitch. They call it sudden death in other uh, other places, but uh, we'll, I, we'll call call it it. I call I it lying. I call it lying. And I have a I fucking like to story. See them guess and <laughs> story number six: A right. man named Bud Weiser was arrested at Budweiser for trespassing. Yes, I said that wrong. It's trespassing, but trespassing makes the same amount okay, of sense. Okay, I was going to say, if it was trespassing, I would have said false. I'm going to say true. So, did that happen? Did it? <laughs> I said true, yeah. Oh, you did? Oh, shit. I was so excited with my uh, my radio voice <laughs> that I, I barely even noticed. <laughs> no, uh, that is absolutely true, and you win yet another round of the Bam! webcast uh snopes round of uh game joke questions d- d- words yeah uh, uh literally a, a guy who had already been previously arrested for walking onto a chemical properties uh, uh, uh like property like just walked onto it today and was arrested uh same thing budweiser factory just arrested literally for walking onto their property and being in a place he shouldn't be oh nice uh yeah, I don't know how nice it is. Like I no, love no, trespassing nice. in, in and of myself. No, not nice. I mean, for no nice. Reason. I got it right. I'm sorry. I was not thinking about the story. I'm just glad I got it right. I have no. I don't give a shit about what happened to this person. Uh, but I, hey. the thing is, though, it sounded. This is one of those that sounded so good to be true that it had to be true. Like you wouldn't have peppered this one in because it sounded so fake. 
that's how I. That's how I. Uh, that, oh, that's uh, why I didn't even go into the story. I was like, dude, dude it fuck, it's fucking fake. Let's go. All right, our show is running really, really long. So, uh, we have AV Club. Do we have a segment. We don't have a segment opener. Uh, no, it goes like this. It goes. AV Club, you're a worthless piece of shit, Jeremiah. You got things wrong when you were playing that last game. Don't fucking hate yourself for it, but I do hate myself for it. I wish I could get everything right, but you can't get everything right. But yeah, I should. I should get everything right. <laughs> I should get everything right. It's fucking, it hurts. Here, AV here, here, Club. here. I'll let you do it. Yeah, yeah, For AV Club, Jer, 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 Jer. I'm going to let you redeem yourself, okay? I- I'm going to give this first AV Club 2 as a question. Oh, really? Okay. True. Redeem. Let's re- let's see you redeem yourself, okay? okay? okay yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio is going to be starring in a new movie called The Revenant about a killer bear. Now, true or false, does Leonardo DiCaprio get raped by that bear in the movie? <laughs> okay, I'm a winner either way if I say true. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> All right, so there is a movie called The Revenant because I just it makes and it, it makes does a funny have Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, yeah, it's like I can't and, quit you, and then like the bear's like, "Well, I'm gonna fuck you." And 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 Leonardo DiCaprio's in it. Now, what happened was um, a website, an actual influential website. I won't name their name for the sake of not disgracing them further. Um, Announced that Leonardo DiCaprio gets raped by a bear in his newest movie. Okay, at least they said newest movie, not just left it at that. Well, they they no 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 they name dropped. They said the Revenant. They're like Leonardo gets fucked by oh, no, a I, bear I, in I, this I, fucking movie. Fucked him in the ass. Bears like, where's that honey? He's like <laughs> in my asshole. Yeah. Bears oh. like, <laughs> I eat with my dick now. I'm evolved. I'm a I'm a millennial. Trigger warning for eating honey in my mouth. That's poo type stuff, and poo is shit, and shit's a trigger warning. Are you for talking me. about when did so poo? So I eat, I eat honey in my, with my dick like a fucking twenty one year old piece of shit. See, I, I, I pre speech. Fuck you. I I like the Berenstein Bears. I like the Bernstein Bears. I like any I like all bear them bears. That will eat honey out of my dick hole like semen because that's what it is. I just name it different, and I'm a diabetic, so my semen tastes like honey. Short fact. Diabetic semen tastes like honey. Put it on toast. Diabetic toast. Semen toast. It's all the same words. Oh. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, by the way, what's your answer? I said, uh, well, my. Has my, your answer changed? My, I'm eating my diabetic toast right now. It tastes like honey. Tastes like semen. I'm okay. I here's take, the, I'm, I'm it's guessing been salted he, with Leonardo DiCaprio's tears. I'm guessing it. He didn't get raped by a bear. He didn't. It was exactly. a fucking female bear. It's what? The movie's about a female bear protecting her cubs. So, so it couldn't have raped Leonardo DiCaprio. And oh wait, so women women is, can't rape is, men? What are you like? Trigger warning! Trigger warning! Come on! Come tr- on. Trigger warning! Female bears tend not to rape male humans. Nature, drop the mic. Yeah, but wait, so drop so, the mic like a pine cone yeah, from a squirrel watching a rape. The way that you said that <laughs> makes it sound like male bears definitely rape humans. <laughs> I just because I say one thing with a lot of enthusiasm doesn't mean I mean the opposite. Uh, yeah, it's true. That's a good uh, again. Uh, a good. Uh, I've been listening to the podcast called Philosophize This. Have you ever heard of that? No, it's a really good podcast. 
uh, he goes through all these like uh, uh, logical fallacies, and that Oops. was a logical trigger fallacy warning. Logical on... fallacy. Trigger warning. <laughs> Phallic. Probable dick. <laughs> Even though we're talking about logic, philosophy, and fallacies. Logical fallacy. But it made me think of a dick. penis. Oh my god! Please don't. Ugh, yeah. Safe space. Fuck you. Bomb it. Shut up. I don't. I don't mean to interrupt, but Fox, Fox Industries, Fox Television, Fox Movies, Fox, etc., had Everything to Fox. do a statement this week, is explicitly saying our star of our new movie Revenant. Did Leonardo DiCaprio right does indeed not get fucked by a bear. They had to do it as a statement. Not even just get like like so they were like he doesn't get fucked by a bear. He no, definitely doesn't get raped by a bear. No, yeah, because it'd be one thing to be like he doesn't get raped by a bear. But he gets no, and there goes my ticket. Yeah, dude, if he got raped by a bear, I would I would have seen every matinee for a week. That would have ki- that would have blown fucking Star Wars out of the water. Like the biggest movie of the year would have been they would have actually renamed it Leonardo DiCaprio raped by a bear. That, that that's it. And then it would have been should've. like it's like oh wait a minute, uh, Force Awakens or raped by a bear? Which one do I go? It's right. just a bear necessities you need to. <laughs> Take yeah. it in your ass and yeah. on your knees, because like, <laughs> that rhymes with necessities. I like how the bare necessities is a rape kit. <laughs> it's a bare necessities. Make sure you have a rape kit with you. <laughs> First, you need to walk home cross-legged. Then you need to call the local popo. Get that kit early on. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> hey, boo-boo. That looks like a boo-boo in your butt butt. Get it? <laughs> uh, I'm, 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 uh, 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 I, I also would have accepted that looks like a boo-boo in your poo-poo. Uh, okay, good. <laughs> I'm insinuating that uh, uh, Yogi the Bear uh, raped the child bear. <laughs> I would have said that the child bear. Yeah, a little boo. Boo-boo. Hey, boo-boo. Uh, hey. Uh, sorry about that. Hey, you know, I actually just a Cosby miracle. <laughs> I have to wonder if that joke's gonna be funny in a hundred years. Like, will culture still be the same? Uh, I think we've actually uh, insinuated by this podcast that no, it will not be. That we are in the midst of changing culture for the worst, as every curmudgeon thinks. Uh, even though it will probably pendulum back to the other side, because I think this sure- might be the first time where the curmudgeons win, where we're actually right for once. That's what curmudgeons say, yes. But, but, but... Shit, he, fuck, fuck. C- c- yeah, but, but no, but here's the thing is you're also looking at the pendulum, too. Like, uh, the pendulum is swinging to the point where the curmudgeons definitely win because I feel like actually the majority does side with the curmudgeons, even if the curmudgeons are uh, influencing... Uh, no, no, sorry, the, the other side in, is influencing... Influencing? Popular, in, in, influencing, yeah. Influencing? Influencing popular culture. Uh, to where we don't Influencing. like it. Most people don't like that. So I, I, I feel like even if it's penduluming that way for a while, uh, it will pendulum back the other way because it's so fucking ridiculous. Nobody is going to keep that as part of their culture. Hey, I well, let's ho- let's hope. L- let's hope so. And you know what? Maybe we can actually observe a little something from our future selves uh, based on all of this. Uh, our last AV subject for this week is Robert Rodriguez and John Malkovich 
They together have made a new film called 100 Years. Uh, this film has finished filming and has been filed away in a time capsule style vault. Uh, the release date for this new movie will be November 18th, 2115. Whoa. And I've watched the three <laughs> futurettes for it. Futurettes. I'm, call, I'm so calling, cool. calling, calling them, calling them, like them futurettes, uh, featurettes, but the futurettes, um, showcase uh, brief moments of the film which show uh, all three ways they kind of envision the future. One being a dystopic overgrown failed future where the jungles take back the world. Uh, one being a perfect futuristic Star Wars type society. That would be utopian as opposed to dystopian, right? And one that showed a retro future where like the 1940s, 1950s are alive and well in 2115. Well, it's kind of like uh, if the, those conspiracy theorists who believe that the uh, uh, Egyptians and uh, you know had alien help and amazing technology that we just don't understand, but we yep. lost the record of them having it, yep. and then we've actually gone retro futuristic since then, and we or or people who believe that uh, there was a, a society on Mars and we are the retro futuristic aspect of that yep i've heard a lot of that where there's all these retro aspects and the idea of that being one of them is perfectly fine with me and the idea behind this film is that there's no real anything that we should know about it it's a futuristic thriller type movie starring john malkovich directed by uh robert rodriguez and the whole thing was funded by a liquor company of all places um, they're known for, they're known as Louis the 13th Cognac and they're known for Cognac, which is aged for 100 years. Is it so, hidden, hidden knuckle, uh, whiskey or whatever? Yes. <laughs> and what they've done is they've, uh, they've created a film that can be put away with their newest batch of whiskey and in 100 years or Cognac, sorry. And in 100 years we brought out and one of the most poignant moments of all of this. And no matter how much some people may be like, uh, oh, this is stupid. The little featurettes that I watched, uh, the last one ends with John Malkovich after describing the film a little bit. He just sits back in his chair and he goes, my name was John Malkovich. I was an actor. And I just love that because that's probably one of these things that will be released. Uh, Currently, there are tickets available, uh, I believe, to people who have worked on the project and maybe a select few that are made of metal and that are going to be acceptable, backed by currency from the company that made them the cognac company uh they will be transferable as real tickets a hundred years from now that is so cool so there is a movie that will not be aired for 100 years that is a vision of what the world will look like in 100 years it's like watching back to the future 2 and now Uh, but but i love the fact that like they're gonna open this up and they're gonna have no way to play whatever media they fucking recorded it on they're gonna be like, wait a minute, DVD? Nobody's had those for thousands of years, or whatever. Or like Blu-ray? I don't even know what that is. Ah, you'd be surprised. Eight millimeter film started way back when, and people are still transcribing nineteen seventies eight millimeter into forty now. years ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. All they need to do is transcribe it like two or three times forward to the new technologies. True, but the thing is, though, only if they open the time capsule and continue to, like, re-encode it. Unfortunately, we're working with, with uh, codecs nowadays. You know? Although that means ones and zeros, although we're going to be in quantum uh, uh, technology by then. Which means it shouldn't be a big deal. We'll still be able to watch it. Not we. We'll be dead. Yeah, Jer, stop being such a millennial. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> not, not only will we be dead, guess what? The fucking world will be dead. Because guess what? You millennials and us, actually, it's mostly uh, generation... Uh, actually, no, it's mostly the baby boomers. Uh, baby boomers uh, were pretty much the start of fucking this entire planet over. So guess what? We're never going to see that movie. Unless it's like we see it on Mars, but if they buried it, you know, somewhere in, uh, uh, you know, the U.S. or something, you know, not gonna happen. Yeah, all of that. We're gonna tear. <laughs> we're, if if we if we have if we want to exist, we need to terraform because we are gonna be fucked in a hundred years. Come on. Sure, but in the meantime, we, we, our, if, our planet if... might die by the time you and I are dead. We're not that old. We still got, I don't know, fifty years. Oh my yeah. god, you're so hopeful. I was just going to say, if they wanted to go find us on Twitter, they could find us at The Lost at Home. <laughs> or at Sonic, oh, at Sonic Jalopy. Or they can go to our website, thelostathomepodcast.com. That or works. they could find us at The Lost at Home Podcast on Twi- uh, no, Facebook. Find and, us now, because uh, we're going to be dead in like 20 years. Yeah, and uh, I gotta say, uh, also hit up our link at Hero Crate. Uh, all you have to do is go to Hero Crate and buy their Star Wars block. Either pick the light side or dark side for one of your loved you know you ones who it. love it's Star awesome. Wars, and you know you want to. Uh, just make sure you lost at home uh, as your outgoing code, and you'll get five percent off your order. And yep. at the same time, we're around the holiday season right now, and giving is great. We give you 12 months of free podcast. It wouldn't be the worst thing on earth if maybe you shared the link to our Twitter or our Facebook or our Hero Crate to one of your friends who maybe yep. wants to hear our podcast. Just you know, someone who has a likes-minded like it, sense of humor. Yeah, no, no trigger warning, people. Uh, you know, yeah. If, if you have someone at work that you're friends with and they're offensive as hell, send them a link to our show. Try to get us a couple of new listeners. That'll be your present to us. Honestly, I, I would say even if you have somebody at work who is offended as hell, give them the link because they probably will be better. Uh, uh, I, I think we'll actually we'll have more press because of them because they'll be like, "Boo, these guys!" and then fucking people will listen to it. Uh, you know what is it? Uh, no. Press is bad. I don't know. Uh, no, publicity is bad publicity. There we go. So, uh, yeah, that's all that. Uh, what song are we going out on? We're going out on The Living End. I think we're going on The Living End and Prisoners of Society because they have a nice little angry rant about society. And it'll make it'll make sense after <laughs> listening to the show why we chose this one. Yep. Yeah, so, have a great week. Bye. Enjoy. <laughs>